Yeah, you no, two can do no, that. No, no, no. I drove the snakes out of Ireland. Listen, I'm the real Saint Patrick, and you'll know this because I have no pinky on my left hand. Listen up. The real Saint Patrick had a pig leg and a ham sandwich. How did he drive the? How did he drive those snakes out with the ham sandwich? Everyone knows that he snakes- drove in a golf cart. Oh, that's true. He drove the snake. I drove the snakes out. Fine. Did Fine. You, did you give any of them a ride? Oh, of course. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy. <laughs> that was... I liked it. I think that our two-woman show of I'm the Real St. Patrick is going to be a huge hit. I'm loving it. I would pay, t- pay money to see it. How much money? Um, I You know, like $10, wow. $15. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to take it to the bank. We, yeah. Our overhead is very low. I mean, I'm just going to make it rain all over you. That's... Well, in 10 Wait singles. <laughs> now with, with 40 dollar bills. But we're a classy establishment. This In this living room? Is that where we're putting on the show? Well, yeah. I mean, our overhead has to be very low. So it's either here or a public park, which... Which we we're not have... allowed without the kids. Ugh. We've had that conversation. I still don't believe that. Speaking of kids, I watched this show. Is it kid appropriate? It's not kid appropriate. It's called Big Little Lies. And it's based off a book written by Leanne Moriarty. I read the book a couple summers ago and I was like, (gasps) at every turn. Oh. And so now it's a show it's on like HBO. A, is it? It's like a mini series. Like it's not like they're it's gonna. A, yeah, it's okay. only probably it's only gonna be one season long. Um, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley, who I keep seeing in the in the um, like previews for it, and I keep thinking it's that Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky. You would if you. She really? was in that show Togetherness. Yeah, what are you talking about? Anyway, it just throws me every time. I feel that. But it's so sexy. Is Shailene Woodley a mother on this show? Yeah, she's a young mom. she looks like she is five years old. She's a young single mom. You know what? It makes sense, her story. Okay. Because, I mean, what? She's like 25 in real life. I don't even know. Like, she could have gotten pregnant, you know, at 20. Right, I guess I'm just thrown off because she's with these, like, older ladies like Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, so Shailene moved into town the first episode. Gotcha. And they befriend her because she's chill. Oh, nice. Oh, I would befriend Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that sounds fantastic. But they sound sound like they have dark secrets. They Uh, have secrets. Is it, like, Desperate Housewives secrets? Or just regular? Veronica? I was looking at the sound. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives is... Seems a little trite. Vanilla in comparison oh. to oh. these super I could see that. It's also got some great male uh, co-stars. Adam Scott, I think, is in it. Yes. Adam Scott. Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. From True Blood. It's it's really sexy. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Hmm. It's sexy. Yeah, I'm going to get to the point where I'll watch it, but, like, not yet. You should watch it. There's four episodes up. Like, they're long. I'd say they might be a little bit too long. Hmm. But I think it's just because they had to make them an hour. They gotta get shit done. They should have just made them a half an hour. But I won't, I mean, I won't complain about watching more of these actors because they're fucking great. Yeah. This is really exciting. I've been looking for my next HBO thing ever since I finished The Night Of. (gasps) 
Is so it? Good. So good. I didn't watch it. It was really good. Maybe I'll it's watch really it tonight. Good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And it makes you feel so like it, the way it ended. Oh yeah. It's so truthful. Of, like his it, life it is, is fucked up now. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, sh- stop. I'm not gonna reveal. Don't worry. Yeah, I, that was ambiguous that's it. enough. Yep. That's it. But it it does like you feel yeah. at the end of it. I loved it. What it else have great. you been watching, Brett? Okay, so I've been. Wa- I'm really excited about this, and my Earl, my fiance, and I've been talking about this with everyone that we've seen. So we've gotten really into this new reality TV show, and I'm I'm usually not a reality TV person. That's uh, sometimes I'll watch it, but generally I I don't do that. But it's called Hunted, oh. and it's it's basically nine couples who essentially go out on the run. Oh. So they're told that at the they're told on a certain day that they're on the run, and then they have they have to make it twenty eight days off the grid oh. without being captured, and they get oh. two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Meanwhile, on the other end, there's like thirty to fifty of like all of these trained. They're mm. the hunters, so all of these like. Former FBI, like former White House chief technology folks, like all of these people who are at the top of their game and have these huge credentials who are tasked with hunting them and finding them. So you've got all the people in like Command Central or like Mission Central, and then you have nine teams of bounty hunters who are also like doing the footwork on the road. So you see, it's amazing. You see all of these different ways that they find fugitives Hmm. and you know that they talk about CCTV and they do license plate searches and they do, it's amazing. And so by the end of it, you're just on your seat, like wondering what's going to happen. I was in the last episode, I won't say anything that I'll just keep it ambiguous, but I was off of my couch, like standing up, yelling at the TV because because I was so impassioned about it. Because they catch these people and they murder them on TV, right? Um, This is a North Korean show. Yes. No. 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 I feel like we're teaching people how to be better criminals. Like, I feel like I'd watch the show and be like, okay, if I ever need to go on the run, I know how to do this. I don't think so. (laughs) Because it's the people who, the people who do it, I mean, you, some of them are cut out for it. And others aren't. But there's like some well, right, really and that's funny... what I'm saying. I feel like on the show you learn what works and what doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that these people are self-aware enough so, to Molly, be able to take that back. If you were off the grid, how would you ex- escape the government? Yeah, what would you do? I don't know. I had a com- long conversation with someone about where the perfect place to hide a body would be. Like, he had a lot of places he would bury the body in his hometown, which is a rural area. And I, like, couldn't think of any good places here. So this reminds me of this. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, number one, use cash all the time. Yep. Number two, get rid of your cell phone. Oh, that's the other thing, though. Like, get so a pay, pay... You don't get to start with any money. So you have to go uh, to this... In order to get money, you have to go to the ATM. Sure. And withdraw cash. Well, then they know where you are. Right. And you can only... You have $500, and you can only withdraw in $100 increments. Well... So, of course, when you go to the ATM, it pings them. Of course. So you have to be very careful about when you use the ATM and interesting what you do with that. I think it's fascinating. No, I think it's fascinating too. And it makes you, like, we were talking about, like, okay, like, what if we were on this show? Like, what would we do? And it, you, it asks you the questions of, like, do you rely on strangers to right. get you through? Or do you rely on your friends and family knowing that it's going to be easier to yeah, find yeah, yeah, you yeah. by tracking them? It's it's Oof. fascinating. I think it's great. Yeah. What channel is that on? I would put on a wig. It's CBS. Oh. oh. I'd put on a wig. I would paint my skin 
you know, purple and yeah. just try to blend into the other city folk. Put- there was one guy who, sh- who shaved his head. Good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you gotta. Maybe, he was great. Maybe put baby in a baby in a baby carrier. He'd be such a good baby. He baby would be the a cat. Great I'm baby. gonna get him. Make sure to there's a beautiful portrait of baby the cat on our Instagram page currently. Um, the underscore general underscore store underscore podcast. Oh, there's a lot of underscores <laughs> in there. There were so many. Baby is just a beautiful creature, though. Yes. Um, well, I I was gonna talk about watching girls, which I have been, but even more interesting, I've been catching up on up on an old HBO show called Hung, and it was about this this Detroit dad who's like divorced, his house burned down, he's about to get fired from his school job, and he needs extra money, so he's prostituting himself. Is it good? It's funny. I always see it on HBO, and I go, I wonder what that is. I remember watching it when it first came out, and I was like, this is interesting, and then I just kind of, I got ADD, and I forgot Mm. about it. But now, I'm restarting it, and it's funny, and Heche is in it. Heche. Oh, um, that woman, I can't remember, Jane Adams maybe is her name? She's in other stuff, I know. No, that's the first, that's the first lady of president. I know, but this might be her too. John Quincy Adams. Anyway, it's no, funny. Oh yeah, that is. And it takes place in Detroit. I was about Detroit. to say that's Abigail, Abigail Adams, but that's his mother. Oh. It takes place in Detroit, and everyone loves looking at Detroit. Do they? Yeah, I think so. How far are you into it? I just started season two. Okay, so you're feeling good about it? Yeah, I'm feeling good. It's okay. definitely, it, I, there are some, some laughing moments. It seems like it's got a little bit of, and I'm not making a comparison, but it yeah. seems like it's got a little bit of weeds feel to it. Maybe. Like, I've never seen weeds, but oh, yes. Oh, okay. But just yes, with some of a, the story A lines. single parent going into like an illegal, right. yeah. Well, and he's got these two weird twins, and they're bizarre. Darby and, Darby is the girl. What kind of name is Darby? Darby. It's a horrible name. I don't know, but they're very odd-looking actors. Like, I've looked at them now, and they look fine, so it's clearly, like, some sort of stylization they're going hmm. for. And the boy, I can't remember the boy's name. He's, like, a goth kid. I don't know. I don't even know. All I hear when I hear the name Darby is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> that, that like, live-action Disney movie. That's not live-action, oh. but it's, like, that Disney movie with the leprechauns. Like, the Borrowers? That's on um, HBO Go right now, too. Oh is my it? god, I might watch that. Yeah, HBO Go is the mm. only streaming service I have available, so that's all I watch. It's I love the, best. the Borrowers. Um, speaking of the Borrowers, Veronica. When I, I majored in borrowing. Um, yeah. You, no. you did. That was a beautiful segue. We're going to talk about dorm rooms. And other college living situations. Oh, yeah, yeah. College yes. living situations. So mine starts with my first ever dorm room. Um, and my roommate, best friend Mary, was randomly assigned to me. Oh. We're so excited to, to go to Penn State and get our dorm. And we're like, oh, yay. <laughs> and they give us our building assignment and, like, our room number. So we know where we're going. And I I think that I called the office to see the the measurements of our room. They have that? Yeah. Oh, I was like, how many feet by how many feet? I wouldn't, that wouldn't have nope. occurred to me. Is the room, and they told me a normal amount. So what's a normal bedroom amount? Like, <laughs> like 10 by 12. Yeah, so 10 by 12. And I'm like, bala. <laughs> and they're like, what's your room? And I was like, 132. And they were like, oh, wait. <laughs> that Those are not the schematics. Why? And I was like, what? And they were like, you've been put into a single room. So they put two what? people oh. in a dorm room made for one person. So our dimensions were like, I don't know, seven by five? 
for two people. That's not legal. I don't know what it was exactly, but it was like just a little tiny rectangle of a room, and there were two loft beds in there, um, and uh, two... Which everyone always thinks, like, lofted beds and bunk beds are fun until you're like 20, and you're... Until like, not you fun. gotta get up, not you gotta anymore. walk down the hall to pee, yeah. and then you have to climb up and down this ladder... And so our desks were underneath, and then we just shared a closet and, like, a little vanity. <laughs> Thank God you guys were friends. I mean, like, like you, like you, were, you liked imagine. each other. Like, what if, think, yeah, what if you hadn't liked each other? Like, thank God me and Mary were, like, super tight, so we'd, like, we didn't care at all. But I couldn't believe, like, w- what? But I had heard that there were other girls in the freshman dorm. Like, we got placed in a different dorm, but the freshman dorms, they just lived in, like, a study hall room, and there were, like, 15 beds in there. <laughs> so, no privacy at all whatsoever. It's like, like a hostel. Because, like, me and Mary, if, if we wanted to have a boy over, we could tell the other one, can you go somewhere until yeah. 9? But if you're living with 15 girls, <laughs> yeah. you can't tell 14 can't tell girls to go hang out. That's awful. So, <laughs> what happened that year? I don't know. They let too many people in. Obviously, I got in. Um, No, I earned my way. I was very clever. Sneaky snake. (laughs) I was a sneaky snake. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so then my second story is... What is it? I can't even remember. Homeless. Oh, so I shared a dorm room over the summer with this girl, and then... Why were you there over the summer? So I was taking summer school. Because I was clever. Sneaky <laughs> Or because you flunked out of shit. No, I graduated a full year early. So That's right. That's why I took summer school. Um, so, like, my lease had run up, like, a week before I wanted to leave town. So she said I could just stay that extra week. And nice. I was like, cool. And then that weekend was a big arts festival. So I had two friends coming up. And I was like, can my two friends stay in the dorm with us just for one night? And she was like, yeah. And then that night, she ended up inviting six friends over. No. And she was like, yeah, you guys can't stay here. Oh, no. (laughs) So we're like 19 years old, and we have nowhere to stay the night. So I think maybe we, like, hung out until 12, like, on the lawn. And then, like, we got into my friend's frat house. Like sneakily, like we can only stay there till like four in the morning, and You're then we so left sneaky. and like slept on the lawn again. Oh my God. And it was like, thank God it was warm out. It was fun and stressful, and yeah. I needed a shower real bad. Ugh. And it was just a complicated, weird. I mean, just like summer living, you know, because <laughs> it was the summer. We didn't have friends to crash with, right? And we were too poor to get a hotel. Yeah, I would have like. Did you guys have like an outdoor education? place on campus, I would have seen if you could rent a tent. Uh, that would have been good thinking, oh. but we were dumb. See, why didn't they have you there? <laughs> you know? Always thinking, Molly. Always, always thinking, thinking. The, the, the homeless choices. And those are my stories. But I have to ask, I know it's not college living, but I think it's very important for them, for everybody to hear. Did you, you had an issue with a dorm that you were staying in catching on fire. Right? Oh, yeah. One time I did summer See, this was like literally the best story. Yeah, that's such a good story. Why didn't you remind me? I was doing summer stock theater in Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's also important, and I can say this because I've I've put in some time in Indiana. Where in Indiana were you? I lived there. Terre Haute. Which anyone from Indiana can tell you, 
is the armpit of that state. It's not a pretty picture. I just there. learned that they have like some sort of gas like underneath the town that the, was stored there, and it's like super deadly, and they don't know what to do with it. I mean, it's just, it's it got some issues. So keep Poor going. Poor little Terra home. Well, I was having a I was having a good time, but good. we were also staying in like graduate housing, so it oh. had a full kitchen um, and all that jazz. But they were, you know, basically like these just generic apartments. And so I'm taking a nap in the middle of the day, like in between rehearsals. And I wake up and um, I'm like, mm, my room smells icky. <laughs> and I hear this, but I'm trying to nap. And I hear this yeah. like beeping and I think it's construction. And I'm like, oh, that is annoying. <laughs> and I get my Snapchat out and I start snapping. And, um, oh. <laughs> and I made a Snapchat that said, my apartment smells like smoke. I feel like I remember that snap. And maybe I've I created. Think I got it. I yeah. feel like... And I um and I was like I couldn't take the smell anymore and I couldn't take the beeping anymore so I decided to get up and I, I'm also like in a t-shirt in my underwear and I open my bedroom door and my hallway is full of smoke so I'm like the building's on fire must exit and I grab a skirt and I put it on my body because I was not gonna run out of my underwear and I run down the the stairwell, I run down four, four flights of stairs. I'm certain I'm going to meet a fiery death. Like, I'm going to meet up with fire. Right. But I don't. And then I get to the bottom, and there's firefighters. And they were like, the alarms are going off for an hour. What have you been doing? Oh and I'm just like, the alarm doesn't sound like an alarm. Because <laughs> the alarm was like, beep, 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 No, beep, that's not appropriate. It wasn't not a appropriate. fire alarm. It was a super outdated something I've never heard before. And so the building was not on fire, but it was fully engulfed in smoke. Apparently, a landscaper had just, like, left the electric lawnmower running in the basement, and, like, he (laughs) left work. Like, he went home, and it started a fire in the basement. Luckily, it was, like, a concrete building that wasn't, you know, super flammable, and it was just full of sm- smoking. Whew. And I had just bought chorizo that day. And mm. it, was, it was in the fridge. And mm. I knew that the power was out. And it was going to no. go bad. And I reached out to the building. And I went, my chorizo. Where did you even find chorizo in Terre Haute? At the Walmart. Gross. I mean, that's the real tragedy here is the chorizo. I'm so sad about it. Can I oh, jump yeah. you, Brett? I know you're supposed to go next. No, please. I, have, I legitimately do have a great segue to that. Please do. I have a I have a dorm room fire alarm story. So it was my freshman year, feeling pretty good about myself, and I was like, ooh, part of being in college is you can take naps in the middle of the day between classes. So I was sleeping, taking a nap, and I am awoken by the most piercing sound I have ever heard. I like straight up jumped up out of my bed freaking out and then it stopped. And I like look around and like I listen in the hallway and there's no commotion and I was like did I dream that? Like literally in my head all I could think of was you dreamed that you, you, you freaked yourself out you woke up. No one talked about it like no one said anything to my like the evening after, so I was like, I straight up dreamed it. A month later, we have a fire drill, and that's what that sound was. My dorm was connected to the dining hall, so like something in the dining hall like set it off for like a hot minute. And I'd never heard of it was like a I mean now you hear them it was just like an industrial piercing smoke alarm, Ugh. which I'd never heard before. And because it was only a second or maybe people like knew what it was, nobody thought to bring it up. 
And I just felt like I was going crazy. That is solid. It's it, solid I just, it was like story. a yellow wallpaper situation. My mind was, was tricking me. Yellow wallpaper? It's a creepy short story about a woman slowly going crazy in a postpartum situation. Oh, I'm going to read that. It's a good one. It's, just, it's, it's a good one. Well, but my other crowning jewel in the dorms was when me and my roommate decided to throw a proper party in our really large corner dorm room. Our college was technically dry, but I mean, like, alcohol was still prevalent, but, like, you, in theory, could get in trouble for it, even if you were 21, which we weren't. And our room was right next to the RA. But we were just like, no, we're going to do it. Luckily, she was out of town. We threw this rager, and it involved the fire alarm getting pulled. No. No. And we knew it was going to happen, because our friend Carrie did it. And so my friend Sarah was like, we need to leave now. And I was very drunk, and I didn't understand why. And she was like, we need to leave now. So we're, like, leaving the building, and Carrie pulls the fire alarm, and it's going off, and we see security, like, slowly driving up to the front of the building as we, like, scurry off toward another part of campus. And our RA was so pissed. Did they ever figure out who pulled it? Yeah, I think she gave herself up. Because in our... Because I don't know if this was similar with you guys, but, like... In college, if something happened in the dorm or, like, on a specific floor that was, like, public property, so, like, there was a fine for, you know, the fire alarm, and if no one owned up to it, either the whole dorm or one floor would pay for it. Like, it would come oh. out of their, like, we would get oh, billed for it. No. Common billing, I think it was called. And so, like, you know, say it was, like, a $250 fine spread out between, like, if it was the whole dorm, it would be a lot, but if it was just one floor, maybe, like, 20 people, it's not tons, but it's still really annoying. So I think she was cognizant of, like, I don't want everyone Why to be... did she pull it? She was very sure that there were these two guys who lived down the hall, Xander and Drew, and Drew was a real shitty guy, hmm. and he was dating this hot mess of a girl who he maybe was, like, hitting? That's oh not... God. That's not confirmed, but we're pretty sure. And so they, so his girlfriend was real drunk, his roommate was real drunk, and I don't think his roommate had had sex before, and Drew was basically, like, pushing Alana, his girlfriend, onto his roommate, and Carrie was secretly in love with Xander, the roommate, and so they locked their door, and she felt it was a a non-consensual situation, so she was, like, pounding on the door and trying to get in there, and then they weren't getting in, so she's like, I'm just gonna pull the fire alarm. Oh my god, she might have saved that girl. Well, it sounded like the girl was maybe fine with it, which, you know, for all we know, that wasn't the case. Who well, knows? at least she had a reason. Right. I mean, like, it sounded like Alana like, was know. down with it. Hmm. I don't even know. Carrie was more worried for the guy, Xander, because hmm. she was oh, in love with she Xander. She was in love with him. Well, you know, she could have prevented rape that night. Um, Funnily enough, that night I went in, so security was like in our hallway, we had to come back, and we were all hiding out in our friend's room. And I was still super drunk, and I had to go to the bathroom. And security was in the bathroom with Alana, I think, actually. Maybe because she was puking and hot mess. So I, like, had to go in there and, like, walk by all the security people. And I was just very drunk, and I didn't want to get in trouble. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, okay, okay. I don't think you're going to be with it enough to wash your hands in front of these people because they're going to know you're drunk. So I just went up to the faucet, and I turned it on, and I pretended to wash my hands. (laughs) Because in my mind, I was like, I can pretend, but I won't be able to do it in reality. So I'm just going to do that. So I came back to the came back to the room we were all hanging out in. And my friend Sarah has some, some germ issues. And for some reason, she was holding my hand. I think because I was crying at that point. Because everyone loves a good drunk cry. And I said to them, I was like, guys, I did such a great job in the bathroom. 
I even pretended to wash my hands and they didn't know. And she was holding my hand. She was like, oh. <laughs> but I was so proud of that. It was a great night. It's just funny that you thought pretending mm-hmm. to wash, like if mm-hmm. that were me, I would have just not yeah. washed my hands at all. That's what you thought. Just pretending. You I'm going to pretend to wash my hands. Yeah. And I remember like turning the water on and putting my hands near it and maybe even moving them like I had That sounds them. harder. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. You've made it harder on yourself. But I think, I don't, I'm sure they weren't even looking at me. I'm I mean, sure they were focused on Alana. Especially if she was getting sick. I mean. Who yeah. knows? It was a hot mess of a night. And we were on a floor that was a, like a, a, we called it wellness light. Where like you're, you know, nobody was going to judge you if you were drinking. Just don't bring it back to the hall. Hmm. We brought it to the hall. <laughs> you did. And then our RA came, our RA came back. And she, gosh, we're Facebook friends. She could maybe even listen to this. She got real pissed at us. And she tried to, like, individually, like, take us out to breakfast and try to get the story from us. Did anybody think about how she felt, though? I mean. Yeah, I mean, she probably could have gotten in trouble as the RA, but she was out of town. Like, what is she supposed, you know, it's not like she was supposed to be there and wasn't. Hmm. I don't know. I love it. Quaker colleges. Shit goes down. Quaker. Good old Indiana. Yeah, it's good old Indiana Quakers. Yeah. Quaker, no meats, no cheeses, no dancing, only oats. Yeah, I mean, that's the motto, right? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Good we have it on um, t-shirts and shit. I know mottos. We do have a great fight song, and can I say it before we let Brett get into his little? Please. So do you know that the Quakers are pacifists? Yes. So keep that in your mind as you hear this. It's fight, fight, inner light, kill Quakers, kill. Beat them down, knock them senseless, do it till we reach consensus. Wow. That's not peaceful. That is not a pacifist. That's forceful. Kind of rally cry there. It's got some good points in it. Consensus, inner light. I mean, they did use consensus and light, so. Yeah. I mean. So, Brett, tell us about your city living. All right. So, I I had just have a whole lot of different stories that... That have happened to me in both apartments and dorms. But, you know, for the for the sake of this conversation, I'm, I'm going to focus on the dorms. Lovely. You know, I think, so my first, my first roommate in college, he was awesome. Mm. We had a great time. We were just randomly assigned and we became really good friends. He was a jazz singer. Ooh. So that was always, that was always fun. I like to listen to him practice. Um, but he, he had this thing mm. about him. Like, he was a great roommate. <laughs> but... Uh, there was always, uh, he just had this one thing, uh, and it was that he was a sleepwalker. Oh. And not like, not like a, oh, a sleepwalker, like I'm gonna like just sort of wander around the room and like, but like a creepy sleepwalker. <laughs> like, like uh, several times throughout the year that we lived together, I would wake up in my bed with him like sitting on oh, the end of it. shit. And I was like, I... Don't, and there was always our sweet mates across the bathroom. We're always having parties. So at one point I was like, <laughs> is this him sitting on my bed? Or is this like some drunk person who's like come through the bathroom yeah. sitting on my bed? But like, and it was always, I mean, it was dark. So I could never quite see what he Ooh, was that's doing. And so, you know, me being me, I don't, I don't <laughs> know what to do. So I would just sort of lay there. Well, plus isn't there a lot of like. There, it's unclear like whether or not you should wake a right. sleepwalker up. I had always heard that you weren't supposed to. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like laying there, <laughs> like in my bed, like with him, like <laughs> on the end of it. And I, I think at one point I was like, "Please go!" Like I quietly like 
He's like, please go away. And like... Well, you can tell him to go back to bed. Yeah, like... (laughs) You can be loud. After like 15 or 20 minutes, he would get up and go back to bed. But... And it was weird because... After he fondled you, you would go back to bed. I mean, it was always weird because the only... And I... Now that you just said that, the only times that he would really do this, like, heavy sleepwalking was when his girlfriend wasn't staying with us. Oh. And I was like, I wonder if it's because she's not there. Or, like, he doesn't... He needed, like, a weighted body pillow. I guess. Yeah. I don't... So, anyway, that was, that was my first year roommate. Now, the, the real stories came from my, (sighs) from my second year roommate. And, and just to give you a sense of who this person was, at one point... You know, you have that moment where the, you turn the lights off and everybody's just about to go to sleep and it's dark. And so I'm laying there and, you know, one point at one point in the time that we lived together, I hear him from across the room go, Brett, and, you know, <laughs> I'm being the polite person that I am, answered him and said, what? And he goes, why don't you love me? Oh, oh and I like to think was, what do you say to that? I'm sorry. I... I think you're very nice. Oh. Do you, I don't, Did you start singing You Can't Hurry Love? Oh. In the style of Phil I should have. I oh, should na, have. Na, na, don't it's come easy. easy. I didn't know Phil Collins did a version of that. You've never heard it? I've heard oh, the Supremes. Good. Oh, the Phil Collins version is the shit. It's on great. YouTube it. Okay. It's great. I should have. But anyway, I think I said, I think I ended the conversation with go to sleep. Oh. Like, I... I th- what, what I was I gonna you're very nice like I'm not gonna answer that but so this same person my fa- one of my favorite college stories he often would use my stuff which was fine we were roommates we shared stuff and so particularly the dishes like if he wanted something he would use a dish and so one day he gets up he's like moving around he was always moving at like a million miles an hour and so he's, he's getting up, he's moving around, and he makes a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Cheerios, to be exact. I oh. remember very specifically because Honey I'm, nut I'm or... very regular. Mm. I'm very passionate about this story. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's moving around, and he's, like, doing... And all of a sudden, he, like, disappears from the room. He, like, gets distracted and goes somewhere. Well, this full bowl of cereal, <laughs> like, with milk and Cheerios, is still sitting on the counter. Getting soggy. So I thought to myself, you know, it's fine. And I've always believed that... You need to take care of your own stuff. You need to do your own thing. So I thought, he'll come back and clean it up. So I leave. I go about my day. I think I was working that day. I come back. The cereal bowl still sitting on the counter. And I thought, okay, you know what? I've cleaned up after him before. I'm I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Like, he he needs to learn. I'm not going to clean up after him. So... I make a commitment to myself that I'm going to leave this cereal bowl wow. as long as it takes him to clean it up. Ugh. So a whole bunch of stuff happens. Fast forward like at least a month. And this no cereal way. Yes. This cereal bowl is still there. Still there. What? And I'm like, what? Go. And so I finally go out and I'm like, you need to clean up your cereal. Get that like that's been sitting on our bathroom counter for a month. It was in the bathroom. Yeah, I didn't realize it was in the bathroom. It was in the bathroom. Oh times worse. It was in the bathroom, which we shared with two other people. And <laughs> oh so, my god! Yeah, Are you doing science in there? I don't know. So he's like, he's like, I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up. Still doesn't clean it up. All right. So a Maybe couple, it was a couple weeks later, my sweet mate comes in and he's like, 
what you got we gotta do something about this cereal bowl because by now it's become legendary and everyone knows why this cereal it's six bowl weeks in is still yeah Ew. is still sitting on this counter and i'm like i have told him and so this time our sweet mate is like you need to clean up the cereal bowl and he's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'll clean it up i'll clean it up a week later, two weeks later, so now we're like almost two, two months, months in. And you start giving giving tours. Right. Oh. So people are coming in. Like, all these people that we're having over are like, hey, there's a full bowl of cereal in your bathroom. <laughs> oh, we know. Here's why. What? And so we're telling this story over and over and over again. And finally, I've had enough. I've had it as much as I'm going to take. Hasn't the milk evaporated? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I Truthfully, I tr- stopped it's looking at it eventually. It's into the cereal. Yeah. I mean, it's probably yeah, started so to it's, mold. It's like started, I'm sure it started to coagulate and whatever. Oh. So I finally walk out and I fling the door open and I go, take care of that cereal bowl right now, like in my, in my best dad voice. Take care of that cereal bowl right now at this very moment. Because all he was doing was laying on his bed. Yeah. And he's like... Okay, fine. So he goes into the bathroom, picks up the cereal bowl, walks out of the room with it, like out of our dorm room. And I'm thinking, where the, where the heck is he going? All he has to do is dump the cereal out and clean the bowl. So he comes back, no bowl. Oh, shit. The bowl's gone. And I'm like, where's my bowl? <laughs> and he goes, I threw it away. You told me to get rid of it. He threw the whole bowl away. <laughs> and I, I was that. like... Your grandma made that in the Holocaust. I literally was like, what? That's mine. Oh and he goes, my God. he goes, I'll buy you another bowl. It's fine. He's never going to buy you another bowl. He never bought me another bowl. And I looked at him and said, you can't buy me another bowl. It comes in a set. You're right. Dummy. Dude. So that was, that was my real crown jewel of my that, dorm experience. That's pretty bad. And it's funny because it's such a sm- it's small thing to begin with. And it explodes yeah. it because explodes. of the situation of... The dorm living. Dorm living. Living with people you don't, you wouldn't pick to live with. Nope. No. Normally. No. Shit. This, that cereal bowl will live in infamy. That's a good story. I'm glad we saved it to last. Ooh. I think he had like some voodoo going on with it. Gross. And it was like his professor. Maybe. And he was torturing it. I don't know. Maybe that's what it. Maybe it was creating like some sort of love potion to get me to love him. Mm. I mean, does it all? Does it all come he back to? It? it does. I think it all comes back. And instead, you hate him. I mean, I don't hate. You don't him, hate. But him. I'm amused by him. Yeah. Well, well, this is the general store. Thanks for stopping by, bitch. Out.